Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From the Bud Light Studios, Bud Light, easy to Sunday. CFMHD1 Broomfield Denver Boulder, home of the Colorado Avalanche and home of the reigning NBA champion Denver Nuggets. This is Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. This is Columbus and Hastings. Radio 92.5. It's Blumis and Hastings, TP, and I'm uh, Rob Trujillo sitting in. So I wanted to talk about this uh, quote. I've been that, sitting in a lot these days. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I apologize to you get for a little, having get a little sick me. of your bug, you know? Hey, listen, I've I've contributed things to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one or two. Uh, all right. Um, hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, Emily Kaplan uh, had an All good interview. things come to an end, just for the record. Wow. <laughs> what a weird that way was, to, That was mean. That like, was what a weird that was, way to say goodbye. Like 16 game losing streak, that was right? Yeah, that, yeah, I was talking, like a, I was talking right. about the, yeah, yeah. the streak. Like a 16-game losing yeah, streak to yeah. the Chiefs. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Uh, All what? good things must come to an end. DT. That well, depending is. on who you're looking at. Oh boy! All right, what a what a way <laughs> to start off. Get, speaking of the Chiefs, did you see that uh, meme that was making its way around the internet today? It was. Uh, I forget what all they called it, but it was like uh, Allegiant Stadium, um, Kansas City's Casino, uh, Kansas or Los Angeles' Stadium, uh, Kansas City's Practice Field, uh, Empower Field, uh, Arrowhead West. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't even want to. I don't want to even get into trash talking Bronco teams of the past. You had opportunities to end this streak. You had. Patrick Mahomes with a dislocated kneecap, and you could not end the streak. Like, what is going on here? So, I think I'm for ending that streak, but uh, you can keep texting in if you'd like well, to. Of course I'm for it. You know what? I'm actually, I'm curious. The the ones that would not be, who doesn't want the Broncos to beat the Chiefs? The people who want to be at the top of the draft. I get it. Even those people. Are there really that many passionate, that, that you're so passionate that you'd rather the Chiefs continue this streak? You're so passionate about a tank that you'd rather see the Chiefs continue this? I, I ask this as a serious question, okay? Yeah. What do you gain from beating the Chiefs? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's totally fair. If you are, and this is what we were talking about on the No Huddle Post Game Show, which led to this question. If you take the 8,000 foot view of the Denver Broncos franchise, 
What well, do you have to gain from beating the Chiefs? Now, okay. listen, you can I, make I, I, an I, argument. Let, let me answer. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. try to answer. Okay. Um, you know, it, it depends on how you beat the Chiefs, for sure. And so I'm, I'm going to take, just like I put a disclaimer on it earlier, take out Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, they, tr- they throw 12 interceptions. If you legitimately beat the Chiefs, Hey, man, you got to turn it around at some point. Yeah. You, you got to do it at some point, and it's going to take stepping stones, man. You got to start climbing the steps. Uh, and, and so you got to do it at some point. And whether you'd rather see that next season or whether you'd rather see it now, the earlier the better in all, in all sincerity. And, and, and if it is a true stepping stone, well, you can't be mad about that. I, you can't be mad about a team if, if they beat the Chiefs and all of a sudden now, okay, what if they win? Now, say I'm not going to go crazy, say they win seven or eight games, yeah. but they say they beat the Chiefs and they end up with five wins uh, on the season. Would that not be a step in the right direction? It would be. And listen, I've, I've heard a lot of times people say about even teams that I rooted for, you have three Super Bowls a year. Two games versus the Chiefs in the yeah. NFL draft. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's and look, admittedly, I'm doing devil's advocate here a little bit, but So listen, I think there are arguments to be made about things that you can gain by beating the Chiefs, but none of them are quantifiable. All of them are uh, mentally or emotionally changing your team, right? You believe more in the head coach. You believe in the structure. You think maybe there's a little bit more talent on the roster than you might have thought a couple weeks ago when you, you know, the Dolphins put up 70 on you. All these things aren't measurable, but are things that come about if you're three and four beat the Chiefs and head into the bye. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, a Bills team that's looked very human against some bad teams uh, who play tonight, that's your next opponent after the bye. So if you want to talk about trying to turn this thing around and seeing if you can get to a Lions-type year that you had last year, yes, there are, there are ways that you can make that argument that this will help you. But quantifiably, there is no advantage to beating the Chiefs. You cannot tell me that beating the Chiefs is not a good thing. You just can't. You can't. You can't. Nope. You got to turn it around at some point, boys. You got to turn it around at some point. And, and, and it's going to take more than just beating the Chiefs. You're going to have to compound that. So if, if you beat the Chiefs and you don't do anything with it the rest of the season, well, yeah, that sucks. Why'd you beat the Chiefs? But if you compound on it, you can't tell me that that's not a good thing. If you want to talk about turning this thing around, that's how you do it. Yeah. That's how you do it. All right. Uh, I, wanna do, I do want to get to this Emily Kaplan thing. So she talked to Christmas McFarland a little bit about Gabriel Landeskog and his rehab going forward. He He's in Toronto rehabbing right now. Uh, apparently, he feels like he's got more dedicated resources there to really do his rehab on his own. Totally understandable. The team is here sometimes, not here other times. It wouldn't make sense for him to be here. So if he wants to be in Toronto, that's fine. Uh, but McFarland said, as far as him coming back for the playoffs, so he's on long-term IR, but he is eligible to come back for the playoffs. The cap kind of goes out the window at that point, so you could bring him back and have him play in the playoffs with this team if and when they make it there. And it was interesting what McFarland said to me at one point because he said, I'll start to get more excited about it when he does some more rigorous skating because he's in the position where if he has one setback, yeah. That he's back to square one. This isn't like a setback where you have a setback and you wait a couple weeks and then you keep going. Apparently, and I hadn't heard this before, at least put like this, that if he does have a setback, that they're going to have to go in and do another surgery. And so you're talking about restarting the whole process and being in the same position we were last offseason where we're saying, you know, 
are, are you going to come out and do a press conference? Because we don't know. Are you having another surgery? Like, tell us what happened here. You could be in that position again at some point during the year. And I didn't know that this surgery was so fragile that you could lose him again in no, the future. This is, this surgery is arguably the biggest deal you could possibly do. I, I mean, of, of all the surgeries you could have in sports, this is the biggest, the toughest, the longest comeback. Uh, I, I mean, look, man, would I love to see Gabe skate again for that? Hell yeah, I would. Of course I would. I'm hoping the dude can play ball with his kids. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm hoping for this guy because the people that I know that have gone through this surgery, this has been about like a life experience, not not about like getting back to sports. It's been about can I can I go back out in the backyard and shoot some hoops with the kids? Can I, can I play catch in the backyard? Right, uh, and and that's what that's what this thing is. So I think it's crazy to even think about Gabe playing this year. It, it's it's crazy. Just take the year off, rehab. Come back in a, in a full another calendar year, uh, and if you can skate and if you can play, great. I want you back. I do. Uh, but why would you rush this thing? It's oh, well, I know the why. Yeah, I mean the well, why. The why is easy. Of course, <laughs> you got a championship team. Yeah, yeah, and can put your name on the cup yeah. another time. Yeah, very easily. Yeah. Which it'll still be on there, but you know what I mean. Um, it's. I think it's an interesting comparison though to the Aaron Rodgers injury. Because all I'm hearing from people is, you know, hey, he's probably going to get back before the playoffs, might even get back with a little time left in the season to help them then. And when I heard Aaron Rodgers himself talk about it, now he's not a doctor, I'm not a doctor, so we'll throw that out there as a preface. But when I heard him talk about it, he said he was told that he cannot re-tear the thing. The way the surgery is done, that as like he can hurt it in different ways, but that he's not going to re tear the Achilles. And so that's why he's comfortable pushing it as hard as he can. Right. On the flip side of that, Landy, them saying that if you have one setback, we have to go in and redo the surgery. I mean, I wouldn't even consider playing for the playoffs. No. You signed through 2029. Like, you are the captain of this team. We hope to get you back at some point. But if I'm trying to push myself to make it back for the playoffs, that's where mistakes can happen. And I don't know about you, Tyler. I mean, you were in the the professional sports world to make decisions like this at some point. But if it's having to go back and do that surgery again is a possibility, I am going back as slow as possible to make sure that knee, I only have to do this once. You know what I mean? Well, the problem is you got to have good people around you because we're not very smart. Us athletes are not very smart. <laughs> Look, man, I mean, we're, I we're, we're, incredibly we're, we're, we're competitive uh, and we've got a fire and a drive that Honestly, the normal human being couldn't even relate to, uh, and and we're invincible. It's not going to be me, the CTE. It's not going to be me. You know the 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 ACL, the you know getting a rehurt. It's not going to be me. So you got to hope that he's got a good team around him who's giving him good life advice in this situation. Well, and. <laughs> If you're the team, are you telling him to do the same thing, right? So you're talking about the people who are around him, which, by the way, isn't always team people. Yeah, He's in Toronto with his people, and so you're hoping that they're giving similar advice to what the Avs team doctors are giving, but I don't know. I've never I, – I, I hesitate to say this a whole lot if you can't tell. I've never heard of a team saying, you know – 
hey, take it easy. You know what I mean? And maybe the Avs are doing that. I'm not saying that they're not. Chris McFarland in the in this interview also said he signed through 2029. I think this one's different, though, We Rob. want him for the long term. But it's just not something that you ever hear a team or think a you're team right. would say. You're right. That's why I there's mean, independent neurologists on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. You know no, what I mean? no, no, no. You're right. I mean, the teams want you back. Uh, they're, they're trying to win games. They're trying to save jobs. But it's a pretty unique circumstance. Coach's job's not on the line. No, yeah. no, nobody's job is on the line. Yeah. Uh, and and this injury is so different than coming. Look, man, you come back from an Achilles. It would be insane for Aaron Rodgers to do it. Nobody's ever done it. But when you get an Achilles surgery, the expectation is you will be back. It's just about how long. That's not what this surgery is. The expectation is not that you're back. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And I and I know I've seen the Avs say that what they're going to take their time with them. It's just a very unique situation. All right, coming up next, we've got no dumb questions. You can start sending those in on the text line or the Twitch chat, 303-504-0925 if you've got some no dumb questions that you want to ask. But also, we will talk about this Kareem Jackson suspension and how other players in the locker room feel about it. Coming up next on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. This is Columbus and Hastings, presented by Revitalized Health. Optimize hormone levels, PRP, peptides, and more. Visit revitalized-health.com. Altitude Sports Radio, 2 Sports Radio 92.5, Columbus and Hastings. I'm Rob Trujillo sitting in. And uh, I found it interesting yesterday, TP, because we had talked earlier in the week. You had been you had sent us a text about how uh, kind of having Kajax back, I guess, is the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, he plays harder than anybody else on that defense. There's a lot of passion there. Uh, you didn't think that this hit particularly was one that was egregious, even though he had had ones in the past. Am I mischaracterizing? No, he, he got suspended for the Kansas City hit. That, that's what he got suspended for. And the, the Washington hit. Yeah. That Logan yeah. Thomas one in the end zone was pretty bad. The, I, mean, I mean, the league wanted to suspend him on the last one. and Like, ah, can we, can we probably just can't quite do it. And then this was an accumulation suspension. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think it's interesting that after they start talking to guys in the locker room yesterday, Justin Simmons comes out and kind of echoes the same sentiments that you had talking to about us. Let's hear what he had to say. Uh, before we start, I just wanted to open up and uh, share a few thoughts. So, um, you know, talking about Kareem, I don't think make sure I get all my thoughts in line here. I don't think, uh, one, when we're talking about the hit itself, I think the way I look at it, it was very, it was very clean. And I think I'm looking at watching the film, um, obviously watch the film, you know, shoulder to shoulder hit. And one of the things that I think I have a problem with, I think a lot of guys in the league have a problem with is the clarity aspect of what is, what is asked upon us as players. Um, anyone that has played this game or even watches the tape knows that um, decisions are made within milliseconds of plays. And once you kind of commit to a play, you commit. Now, I'm not saying the rule itself is bad because I, I love the fact that we're implementing things league-wide that are helping us, um, that are going to help us after our careers, that stay healthy, be healthy, and protect our brains. So I agree with the, the neck or head um, areas, but I think... W- 
I think when a, when a hit is applied and it applies to your shoulder, um, I just don't think that that kind of falls under the spectrum. And I think he's been uh, victimized for kind of the past um, couple weeks. And um, I just don't necessarily um, agree with that. I think we see hits all around the league um, where there are plays that are similar and they don't get called. And so I think the inconsistency and, and the, the lack of clarity in those things and even coaching afterwards, if we're not supposed to do this, then please explain how it is supposed to be done. I think that will help us a lot as as players, especially in the back end. When if we're not if we're one of the advantages that we do have is if we're not there to pick off the ball, we're there to re separate the receiver from the ball. I mean, that's one of the advantages of playing on defense and a disadvantage from a quarterback and receiver standpoint from throwing over the middle or kind of lofting a ball in an area in a zoned area. All right. So a couple of things. First of all, I think that. Justin Simmons there makes a really good point about a little bit of hypocrisy in the NFL. So we mentioned before he even started that, you know, he's getting suspended for past hits. But didn't he already get discipline for those? Uh, they didn't discipline the way they wanted to was the problem. Uh, that, and, but yes, the answer is yes, they did. And you are not supposed to be allowed to eject a player from the game based off previous offenses. Uh, now, you, you can suspend him after the, after the fact, uh, and after the fines have gone through, uh, but you're not supposed to be able to eject a player based off previous, uh, previous offenses. Now, he 100% got ejected because of previous offenses. Right, because of his reputation. And, and look, man, he had some bad hits that I'm not going to argue. Uh, there's no place in the game for him. This one was not. But he did his time for those. Yeah. They decided that that was only worth a fine. Yeah. They fined him. He paid it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I agree with Justin I just, Simmons man, a little bit. I, I got a lot of empathy for defensive backs in this league, man. It's, it is tough. How the hell do you decipher what is a defenseless wide receiver in real time? How do you do that? Well, Tell me. And, and Tyler, another point is what, do, what does everybody do when they go into contact? You, you lower up, you tense your body. You and, lower yeah. your head, you pull your shoulders forward, and you make it so you are going in like a missile to them as much as they are going in. So even if they're not defenseless, unless you're going to start calling offensive players for lowering their head into a defensive back, like if we're really talking about protecting NFL players, then start throwing 15-yard penalties on running backs who are putting their head down that's when they're true. going into contact. That, that's, that's a fact. I mean, honestly, offensive players should be fined for the exact same offense. You know, that particular circumstance was debatable. Uh, I do think it deserved a penalty. Uh, I do think that it might have even deserved a fine, a small one, uh, but nothing like what happened here. I mean, look, it was just there, – there's kind of three cardinal sins of what you look for. Uh, did a guy lower the crown of his helmet? I don't think he did. Uh, may, maybe debatably, teensy tiny bit. I really don't think he lowered the crowd of his helmet. Uh, did he launch? No, he did not launch. He, he hit him with his feet planted in the ground. Uh, and then the third one is, do you hit him in the head or neck re region? Well, you know. Region we, we, is so yeah, I mean, obscure, look, though. It is so obscure. And he did not hit him helmet to helmet. Right. He hit him in the shoulder pad. He led with his shoulder. And now people, people slow-mo it and make it look so terrible. 
level because yes, if you put it in slow motion, eventually his helmet is making contact with the player's shoulder, but he led with his shoulder and he hit with his shoulder and then eventually the helmet came with it. Now, uh, so is it, is it a fine? Is it a, is it a, a flag? Probably. Uh, but to turn him into a poster boy over a slow-mo infraction was just crazy. Just crazy. Well, and you and I have talked about how serious the NFL really takes player safety before. And actually, I thought about our discussion uh, when I was watching video of somebody after practice and looked at their helmet that was hanging in their locker and it had one of the Guardian caps mm-hmm. on which I thought was interesting. You and I have talked about that before. How much does the NFL really care about player safety? Yeah. So those guardian caps, what Rob's getting at. So the, the the stats on those guardian caps is actually insane. It, I, I don't quote me on this because I do not know the exact numbers. Uh, but they're saying like in training camp, it's reduced concussions like up to ninety percent, like up to 90 percent, something wow. insane like that, right? Yeah. Yet players are not allowed to wear it in a game. So you have got something that is scientifically proven to reduce concussions, but you're not going to let the players wear it in a game because it looks weird. And honestly, a lot of players probably wouldn't wear it. Because it does look weird. I'm telling you right now, in years one through three, I probably would not have worn it because I wanted to look cool. I didn't want to stand out. I, I, I wanted to just fit in with, with my peers. Uh, years four through eight, I would have worn that dang thing. Heck yeah, yeah I would have worn that dang thing because by then, I'd had a handful of concussions, and I had some bad ones. I had some ones that I was concerned by. So how much do we believe John Runyon when he says that Kareem Jackson hitting this dude in the shoulder is, you know, unacceptable for player safety and that's why we're making yeah. a point here. It just, well, and, and to me it part feels... of it was the the language of the of the fine letter itself. Yeah, you chose uh, not yeah, to. Yeah, you, you know, it, it said something along the lines of you had plenty of time to respond to hit him in a different region yet you chose yeah. to not change your ways, basically is what it said. Yeah. Uh, which is, come on, man, are you kidding me? In, in a boom, boom, real-time situation, I chose to not do that? It's ridiculous. No. You can tell, matter of fact, that he's intentionally trying to avoid that head with everything he can. Yeah. It, it, it was just a very interesting scenario brought up again by Justin Simmons having his back yesterday, which I thought was interesting. All right, uh, let's fire it up. No dumb questions. Columbus and Hastings present Dumb, 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 Dumb. No dumb questions. This is your safe space. Send us your not dumb question now. You're a smart guy. Tweet it, text it, or twitch it. It's no dumb questions on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Listen, I'm not going to say anything about anybody specifically, okay? All right, but you talking to me? Hold on. I'm not going to say anything about anybody specifically. But this question uh, may or may not have to do with something that happened in the studio just a few moments ago. Oh, whoa, whoa, NDQ, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> NDQ from Jason in Loveland. Uh, would you rather have a visible green gas emitted every time you fart uh-huh. or have a small pebble permanently stuck in your shoe every time you wear it? Ooh. Man, I mean, I'm not afraid of my farts. Yeah, clearly, I mean, you know what? clearly, like, 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 like put, put that, green, that green gas out there. It's funny because my shoe the rest of my life—that's gonna annoy the hell out of me. It's funny because I, I get blamed for the smell in here often, and I wonder <laughs> now how often. Hey, I got people listening right green, now. You know? Oh, sorry, yeah. DT. What? Uh, which? Which are you picking yeah, there? Yeah. 
Man, a pebble in your shoe is one of the most annoying things on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. It I'm, really is. But I'm, a green, if you're having green gas come out, like people are going to think you're radioactive. That's true. <laughs> Seriously, but you true. know what? I don't but like, you can control but, when you. You know what? That's perfect. I don't like people anyways. I don't like people <laughs> talking to me. I don't like talking to other people. You know, like, like that's great. All right. All right. So, all right. Uh, no dumb question. I'll follow back to the, the very beginning of the show. So I'm doing something different here today for Twitch. Anybody can see. I got my I got my joggers on, uh-huh. uh, and I've got long socks that I bought because my son told me that long socks are cool again. Yeah, they're back in. Right? So I got long socks. I tucked the joggers into my sock because I saw that Deion Sanders is doing that. I'm like, you know what? I want to be cool, right? Am I trying too hard, or do I look cool? Uh, breaking news. This just in from Adam Schefter. You are not Deion Sanders. Oh, I'm not. So no, I no, don't know that no. that works yeah, for you yeah. quite the same way that it works for Coach Prime. Yeah, yeah. DT? I got a note of question that kind of relates to, we just talked about long socks are back in. I've noticed that as well. What determines old things that were like in the 90s that were cool, then they go away, now they're back. Circle like, of life, man. What, what, right. How yeah. does that happen? That's just the circle Olivia of life. Olivia Rodrigo sees something that she thinks is cute looking and she puts it on and then all of a sudden it's cool again. That's how that happens. Like, are we going to get Who's baggy that? jeans with the wallet chain back at some point? You know, that right, yes. popular in the I 90s. Mean, pro- that's at probably some point, the wallet chain will be cool again. In the, in the baggy jeans? I, did you guys ever I, have I, a wallet I, chain? No. I've never had one. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I was the preppy punk in no, high school. I so I perhaps didn't wear the the wallet chain. <laughs> yeah. Did you wear the Jinkos? No, I was a, I was I, I was a preppy punk rocker, but okay. that was the ultimate punk rock thing to do. Go to the punk rock show. So you had a lot of like flannel shirts. shirt. Yeah, you had like flannel shirts though. Like I went to Cherry Creek High School. Yeah, you know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the yeah. collared checkered shirts and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um so this one comes from 5332. And I'm a little ashamed of him asking this question, but we promise no judgment during no dumb questions. NDQ, how cold is too cold to tailgate for Sunday's loss? I don't know. I'm not a tailgater. We, we've talked about this before. I, I've, I've never done a proper tailgate experience. Now, the closest I get to it is up at CU. Uh-huh. And you know, that is, that, I mean, that's a cool experience. But, you know, on the field, it's like a giant, gigantic tailgate of, of tents that everybody, you, bu- you, you buy the space from the university. Yeah. So I'll tailgate there. But I've never, like, hosted a tailgate. I've never gone to somebody's tailgate. I mean, we should get you to a tailgate. Yeah. Uh, we, it's... It's now, part. It's, it's a huge part of sports that you have never experienced. That's part of the reason that we love it the way that we do. Yeah, but I also, like, generally speaking, outside of Buffs games, I don't really, I don't really like attending sporting events. Don't say that stuff out loud. Tailgates are the most <laughs> overrated thing in sports. Oh my God, DT! Who knew I was going to be alone on this? Go ahead, DT. They are. Uh- it just seems like so much work. It, and it like is. honestly, yeah. I don't I don't want to be there for eight hours. Oh, it's the best. What do you do for eight hours? Throw cheese at people who are taking a whiz. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're already laughing. You're already laughing. You play some can jam, you throw some ladders out there. I mean, come on, man. Like it is. Yeah, somebody asked on, on Twitch how to Cherry Creekers tailgate. Well, we, we have our butler do it all. Um, you know, <laughs> lots of caviar is passed out. We were at Sutler Bowl the other week. I'd be interested to know if they were uh, if they were tailgating you're out there. You're in a there heated for, tent. Yeah. Yeah. If you're outside, you're in a heated yeah. tent. Hey, listen, we heat some tents over with the Bills Mafia over there because, you know, it gets a little chilly. But that's why I feel like this question is... Um, 
I don't know. Like, we live in Denver, folks. <laughs> there are places maybe, that take... Maybe we should do, like, a Columbus tailgate experience. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, like, maybe we should set that up as an event. I don't... That, that, we, that we somehow... I don't know how we do it, because maybe, maybe we do a, a, a tailgate tour. Uh, before a game. Listen, there's a, the guys who park off to the the opposite side of the highway from Empower Field. Those are like the uh, trailer guys, the RV guys, and they get there early, early. All right. So Jason, uh, Jason Loveland, he says, Tyler, tailgate. Now you're speaking my language here. He says, Tyler, tailgating is like goose hunting, but with a bunch of other random goose hunters in the same area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I, I, I love waterfowl. I love waterfowl because it's lazy man honey. You, you, you sit in a trench or you sit in a, in a pit and you, you just hang out. My man, this is shooting fish in a barrel. Let me tell you. Bring some sunflower <laughs> seeds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is, I mean, this is no different than that. It's a great point from Jason. All right, that's speaking I, my language. I, maybe we'll get something set up. I think, yeah. we, I think this is something we can work on. All right, NDQ, leftover pizza. Is it better eaten cold or reheated? I'd never warm up leftover pizza, ever. I am on the cold train. Now, what about you, of, DT? Now, part of that is... I'm, Debatably too lazy in my life. That's debatable. <laughs> um, and, and that could just be the convenience of pulling it out of the fridge and just eating it as quickly as I possibly can. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big I think that's a big factor in what we're talking about here. Yeah. DT, I mean, are you a cold pizza well, guy? It depends or? on the pizza, I think. Because some pizza keeps better than others. Like if you're if you're eating a Totino's pizza leftover, you gotta reheat that. Let me turn this around just a little bit. Now, listen, I'm no stranger to housing an entire pizza, okay? I'm no stranger. I, I was an offensive lineman. I weighed 310 pounds. So that was a part of my life Chubby for about it. 20 years, housing <laughs> an entire large pizza. Yeah. I Generally, I've done it in retirement, but generally that's no longer a part of my life. I kind of tap out after three, maybe four pizza uh, slices right, nowadays when it's warm pizza. I doubt it. But when it's cold, why is it so much easier to eat like six slices? Oh, yeah. I why have, I why have is no it idea. so much easier to eat like six slices? I, I, maybe because the cheese isn't like molten, so it's not taking up as much room in there. Like, I don't know. But I agree with you. It's You could eat way more cold than you can when, yeah. when it's piping hot. Yeah. But I still think it's the way to go. It just, it doesn't feel as filling when it's cold. And I, DT, I disagree with you. I think any pizza cold, I don't, to me, it doesn't matter. Because when you reheat it, unless you really do it right, like put it in the oven or like toaster oven or something like that, when you reheat pizza, it gets all gross. Have you had a cold slice of Totino's pizza? <laughs> it's not very good. That's why I said it depends on the pizza. I mean, it sounds like you've had an experience there. Okay, I yeah. want to get one more in here. Uh, which is better? NDQ, which is better? A corner brownie piece or the one in the middle? I don't like brownies. End the show right now. We're done. I don't <laughs> yeah. eat brownies. Hit the commercial break. We'll be, you got to be kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. I, I, I do not like, like, generally speaking, I don't even like chocolate. Uh, I have to but, work in a studio with a guy who farts in here and doesn't like brownies. Easy. Is that what's happening? Oh, I'm sorry. We weren't saying we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a particular chocolate cake. We called it the chocolate donut cake that my mom made uh, that is now carried on throughout the family. But I love that chocolate cake. But I don't like brownies. I like don't even know what to say to that. You're not human. Do your kids not like brownies? No, they like brownies. DT, corner brownie piece or middle brownie piece? Oh, middle for sure. Middle is so, but only, I'm going to go middle. 
you, but you like want it a little bit undercooked, don't you? Like you right, want it like like a little gooey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't mind having the like sides as long as it's not like burned, burned. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. I can't believe you don't like brown. I'm like totally thrown that you don't like brownies. How does that happen? I don't know. Did like a bird attack your brownie I, when I, you were a kid I weighed or something? Ten pounds and I never yeah, liked brownies. Yeah, you used to melt ice cream and drink it. Like, yeah. how do you not like brownies? Yeah, it doesn't I don't know. make sense. They're not good. All right. Well, the fat guy here is disappointed. Coming up next, we'll talk a little bit about the Buffs and their upcoming game against UCLA on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Text Altitude Sports Radio 92.5-303-504-0925. The Shop Mazda text line. The Shop Mazda text line. Shop Mazda. One price, one person, one hour. Radio 92.5. It's Columbus and Hastings. I'm Rob Trujillo filling in. Hastings just disappeared. Vanished. Yeah. We, did, we didn't even acknowledge that he left. Should I? What, what, Diarrhea. <laughs> no, no, no. He's, yeah, he's on the road. He's on the road. No, no. I like I like DTs better. Go, go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a number two. Yeah. Uh, no, no. That's usually what it is. Yeah, that is true. Uh, no, but he is headed to fly out with the uh, Denver Nuggets out to Memphis for their game tomorrow night against the Grizzlies. You're getting you're getting called no fun guy. No fun guy. Yeah, on the, uh, well, on the Twitch listen, chat and text line. That certainly would TV. not be the first time. Uh, <laughs> I've never been a party guy. I've never been like. I don't know. I've heard some pretty crazy stories from you, TP. So uh, I feel were, like you're a fun guy to hang out with when were, you do get yourself out there. There were cut. There were some times. There was there was a period. Yeah, tossing yeah. Super Bowl rings. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, late yeah, night chicken yeah, wings yeah, out yeah, of the Super. Yeah, like I've heard yeah. some. Stories, man. I mean, you know, every now and then you win a Super Bowl and you you, you, you have a little fun. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think I think when you get geared up for it, you could be enjoyable. But it's the no brownie thing that really gets me. Right. Yeah. That I'm is, sorry. Can we make you try? But when's the last? Here's a good question. I'll eat a brownie. Do you like, know, if you bring in a brownie, I will eat a brownie. Do you know all your taste buds change every seven years? N- I don't believe that. Yeah. No, I don't believe that. It's a scientific fact. What does that mean? It means that you have. Taste buds that die. Okay, but like, and you, it, it your cells what grow you like. new. Yeah, it, it can. It doesn't always, but it can change your taste every seven years. No, no, I'm 38. It's been pretty similar my whole life. When's the last time you had a brownie? Um, I don't know. A year ago. What if we gave you a pot brownie? I bet you'd have a good time then. We can send you out tailgating, give you a pot brownie, and it will wait an hour and then eat a brownie, and I guarantee you it'll taste much better. (laughs) Or I I suppose you're not eating it for taste there. Or a frozen Totina's pizza uncooked. You know what I mean? It won't matter at that point. All right, I wanted to talk a little bit about the CU Buffs, who know plenty about pot brownies, I'm sure. Um, Okay, a couple things. First of all, they get a four-star quarterback recruit coming in for 2025. Big recruit, helping their class greatly, but it makes for an interesting conversation with a couple of little nuggets that we found when doing interviews with this guy about Shador and Dion. And if they're going to be here around that time, DT, you said you were reading the article and you found a quote from him where he said that he asked Dion if he was going to be here in 2025 when this commit shows up, right? Yeah, so Antoine Hill talked about his his conversation with Dion before he committed to CU and he asked Dion, 
are you going to be here? If I commit to see you, will you be here when I get here? And Dion's response was, don't worry about that. I'm not going anywhere. Now, I feel like that's oh, what coaches so you were, say you were a lot. Set, no, no, hold on. The way you were setting that up, I was getting a little bit nervous here. Like, I, I, I thought you were about to set this up like Dion was saying, nah, you, I don't know, man. I don't no, know. No, no, the exact opposite. This is something we've talked about on the show a lot of times. Yeah. Could somebody come in and try to steal him out of there? Of course. People can. have brought up the Cowboys. People have brought up FSU, who luckily is doing very well right now. So you maybe don't have to worry about that. Yeah, he's much. mad at FSU, though. It, uh, I, apparently, I, we found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's disassociated himself with FSU. So, look, man, if they came calling, he'd probably still listen. Um, yeah, it's always going to be a threat. Uh, and that's why you do need to figure out quicker rather than later, how to get a long-term deal. Look, this is a big deal for Colorado football. The The money that they gave Deion Sanders was a big deal for CU. That That's 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 not the type of money that CU usually has. But that's not, that's not big money in NCAA football. That's not even close to big money in NCAA football. So, yeah, man, I mean, if, if it's always going to be a concern until you have a contract that the buyout makes it – nearly impossible for him to actually leave. Right now, that's the biggest problem with this contract. The buyout's pretty dang easy. If, if he wanted to leave, it's not hard. Because CU can't really afford to do anything else. Yeah. I understand. He probably negotiated the buyout down because of what you're talking about. It's not a huge contract in terms of NCAA football coaching contracts. Uh, but he does have an, uh, an amount of control here that he doesn't necessarily get just gifted anywhere else. Uh, I mean, he he runs the show up there. I, but you know what? I actually think he... Now he I might think get he, that off I think of he kind of digs. I think he kind of digs the the underdog approach. I think he kind of digs it, man. Yeah. You, you know, obviously money always talks. And somebody throws $100 million in front of your face, it's pretty hard to say no. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not saying it's an impossibility. But I really do think he likes being at a school like Colorado. I think he likes having people doubt him. I think he likes having things going against him uh, and proving that he can overcome all of that. You know, Shador, uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I. I don't know if he'll be gone in a year. Uh, my gut tells me he's going to be back uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, if if he's a, I don't know. I don't know what the latest. Uh, what are the latest draft gurus saying about the quarterbacks? Is he number three? Where, where would he be if he came between out this three year? and five? Is what I'm seeing in terms of the quarterbacks. Not okay. Picks. I mean, if you're a top ten pick, you probably got to come out. Uh, you, you, you probably do. But if 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 he. It, if if it was debatable, if he was like a lower first rounder or or not, man, he's making five million bucks playing for dad. Tough life, you know. Well, and that was the second thing I wanted to talk about. This I haven't heard a lot about twenty twenty four commits at quarterback. I've heard a lot about twenty twenty five commits at quarterback, and I kind of find that interesting. Not to say that they couldn't go out and get some JUCO or transfer or something like that to come play quarterback next year for them. But there's kind of this feeling um, when you hear Dion and Shador talk about it. There's kind of this unspoken feeling that he is going to come back for next year. And if your big quarterback recruits, I mean, Bryce Underwood is 2025, uh, and he's not committed and he'll yet. Probably walk in and be a day one starter. And right, and you know this this other guy, I believe it's Antoine Hill Jr. Yeah. Right, yeah, also four star guy, also yeah. but also a 2025 commit. He's like six foot five, like it just he's he's like a, a Madden character. He's, <laughs> he's a Madden character. You know, the the biggest challenge for for these commits that you do have, look, man. Commits are not what they once were. <laughs> and, yeah. and 
I do think it's incredibly important that Colorado finds a way to overcome the challenge that's in front of them the rest of the season. I think it's really, really important, man. I mean, they got all the momentum. They got all the noise. Uh, but if they fade off and if they were to lose out, per se, and, and you don't make a bowl game, you know, like the four stars, the five stars, uh, you know, yeah, I said no to Georgia, but, uh, you know, things can change, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important that, that the bus find a way. Look, it's not going to be easy. Uh, it's it's going to be really difficult to make a bowl game. Really, really tough. UCLA, I think the line on that was like 18 points last time I saw. Uh, that's a tough game. Every game you got left is tough. But they, they got to feed. If you want to keep four- and five-star recruits, I do think they need to get some momentum going into the offseason. So two wins, getting bowl eligible. I think that's three a, I wins. Think that's like, what do you? No, what I, do I, you? I, I, I think two wins is enough to maintain all the momentum, all of it. So just getting to a bowl, you yeah. just got to get to six. Because here's the thing: your bowl game that you're going to get to is going to be inflated, no matter. You just have to become bowl eligible, and bigger bowls are going to want you, even though you're six and six, because of the ratings that you're drawing. Yeah, I saw something. Was it was it the Peach Bowl? There was there was some crazy high bowl that was like already asking Colorado. You know, yeah. if if you guys get to six wins, we want you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting scenario. Okay, so real quick, Savion Washington started practicing again. He plays right tackle for them. He's been out the past couple weeks. Their offensive line has struggled throughout that. Um, this UCLA team is a good team, but I don't think they're unbeatable. I really kind of like the buffs in this spot. Are you? I mean, I'm worried about less it. Less optimistic? I, I'm, I'm worried about it. I, I think Colorado can beat a lot of good football teams, but you can't be heckle and jide. You, you cannot do that. I mean, that Stanford game. I'm what, sorry, you can't be. You? We can't. What did I say? Heckle and jide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. You know, right. that makes more word, sense. Words are hard. You know, like I only do this for a living. <laughs> right. Yeah. You only yeah. get paid to do this. Yeah. Wor- wor- words are hard, Rob. What's your name? <laughs> um, UCLA is a good football team. Really, really good. And if if you don't play start to finish, you 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 have no chance. No chance if you don't play start to finish. All right. Uh, Coming up next, I want to talk a little bit about the Broncos deadline, trade deadline coming up. It's it's time to make some moves, and we've been waiting for them to do something, and it sounds less and less like it's going to happen. Let's talk about that next on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.